2020 was basically a toilet bowl of a year. Here in Australia, we had to get through those devastating fires that started the year. Canberra got slammed by dust storms and then hail. Holden stopped production in Australia. And then we all suffered the worldwide effects of the lockdowns because of COVID-19. The toll that COVID-19 took on Australia and the world most likely will never fully be known. However, it did force everyone to reevaluate how we spend our lives. Now, while our entertainers struggled during 2020, it was also an opportunity for them to put pen to paper and come up with some new music. Now, one of those that has done that is one of Australia's most versatile singers. Kate Sobrano first appeared on our radar as a backup singer for the models before fronting funk band I'm Talking. While they di- when they disbanded, Kate decided to go solo, and from there on in, she has never looked back. With multiple awards, including Arias, Logies, Mo Awards, and World Music Awards, Kate has proved time and time again that she is the consummate performer with oodles of talent. The best part about all this is that Kate has just released a brand new album, the 28th of her career. This one's called Sweet Inspiration, has two brand new songs and special renditions of some of her favourite songs by Carole King, Leonard Cohen, Dolly Parton, Peter Allen, Paul McCartney and John Lennon. Now the best thing about all of this, I have Kate on the line ready to have a chat about this new album. <laughs> Kate? Oh, you've, you've made me feel excited. Oh, excellent. Just that, with that whole epic kind of, you know, talk up. It's made me feel like I might be someone that's worth talking to. I certainly hope that I end up um, not disappointing. Oh, look, no, no. You could never disappoint me. I don't care what you say. Ah, good. Okay, good. Let's Just before we rip into the new album, let's have a look back. When you dropped in as a backup singer for the models and then fronted up with I'm Talking, did you really have any point in that, any idea at that point in time exactly where you wanted to go and how you wanted to be? My aspirations were uh, fierce. I used to go and show up at Countdown Studios every Saturday and um, all the international artists that would come in, we'd sort of line up for about half a mile. All the suburban kids from all over the state would come and and wait in anticipation to to be part of the studio audience with Molly Meldrum and all the guests that he was presenting. We saw everyone from Elton John to punk bands, Susie Sue and the Banshees, to American bands, to ABBA. I mean, it was like a cornucopia of the world's greatest music um, that would you could you could actually physically be a part of, and then also it would be replayed on the on the Sunday, and then you'd go to school and wait all week for it to happen all again. Um, I think my my appetite was wet by that, and I just I remember distinctly one day. Um, and there was proof of this later when I did a, a countdown special, uh, standing in the audience and and re- desiring that the camera would pick me out of the crowd. <laughs> I just had, I was willing it to do it. And I remember, you know, they were saying, and Molly was going, and now on stage it's uh, hazy fantasy things, blah, 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 blah. Oh, God. Shiny, shiny, shiny was the song. Probably, exactly, and everyone was facing the, the stage, and yet I was looking up at the roaming camera that was in the top far right corner. Yep. Going, find me, find me, find me. <laughs> uh, and, and actually, they found the footage and showed me 40 years later. Wow. Of that moment. And what did you think when you look back and saw your young self? Or did you think to yourself, oh, that looks good, or were you a little bit uh, shuddering? No, it just... It just confirmed something in me that knew that I always wanted to do something that would attract attention. Sure. Uh, I was the youngest of four boys and the only girl, and I just 
I just wanted to do something different. I, I had the company called Brothers. Um, I was well-loved and well-loved. everywhere, you know, like to clubs and pubs and all sorts of stuff. So I was actually at the club really. I'd moved out of home by 16. Yeah. Before I could drive. I mean, I had more front than Myers. Um, <laughs> but I must have had a very, very strong drive as well because, and for reasons I can't even explain. Mm. Okay. Um, one other thing, just quickly before we go on to the album, get on to the new album. You've done TV. You've also done stage. Anything in film? Any any desire to uh, see things? I've done a couple of films. You have. I, I'm not. I'm not certain I'm the, the world's greatest actress. <laughs> um, well, I don't. I, I I beg to differ. The performance that you put in in Superstar, which yeah. I saw, um, I know. Any time I do play that album, the oh, hair yeah, on the back of my neck, amazing. it the hair on the back of my neck goes absolutely wild yeah. Yeah. when when your first track comes through. And it just sends, oh, and, it and gives me cold did. shivers and I love it. Oh, I love that. You love that. Well, it, it did affect a lot of people. In fact, we could have just continued to do the circuit mm. uh, around Australia for a couple of years, I reckon. Um, I felt exactly the same as you just mentioned. Every concert, the, the overture would begin and I was deeply invested from the minute that it would start and to the minute that the year had passed and we've done over... 90 plus shows already, you know, 18,000 people. But it was the most magical experience. And I, I reckon I'm really good at stage theatre yep. because of the immediacy of it and because I'm used to being in front of an audience and I'm used to doing it. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm fearless when it comes to audience and stage. The you thing get, with film you... that freaks me out, yeah, I think the thing with film is that I feel that there are eyes that are watching each of the rushes each and every night and their expectations are so high, and I just really don't like to disappoint. I always love to see the face of an audience member in front of me. I can sort of judge whether they've lost interest or that, that maybe they, they wish that they had something else or that you were doing, you know what I mean? You can sort sure. of sense the room. You sort of feel it. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's, mm. you're, fe- you're feeding back off what the audience is giving you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can even... Whereas film actors are so courageous, they seem sort of like just... They know when they've got it, and that's kind of enough. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's talk about the new album. It is literally just been released in the last few days. Um, the title track of it, Sweet Inspiration, we will play that very, very soon. Um, but I have to tell you, when I first heard the link for, or got the link for this and got to listen to it, I was absolutely <laughs> blown away. It is, oh. It's soulful. It's oh, powerful. Yeah. It just tugs at every single thing that I can imagine and I can mm. feel right the way through that song. It must have been oh. incredible digging in, digging into your heart and writing such a thing. Yeah, gee, that's lovely. Thank you so much. You, you, you really seem to have kind of got the message that I was trying to convey. Terrific. I was sitting in the... Uh, the, the, mid, the middle of the second lockdown in Victoria and, you know, we had it quite... Um, quite severe sure. and the, the the restrictions were you know they were they were restrictions we'd never ever even imagined in our wildest dreams um you know with curfews and drones flying over your house and 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 only one person at a time leaving home you know these things were 
were really real. Well, it's un- um, unprecedented, really. Unprecedented. Beautiful, beautiful. That's exactly what it was. So I just wanted to make sure that as the artist, um, we respond to the times around us and our sole purpose is in the service of the public, you know. I knew that there were people out there who needed help and for some it wasn't so much as locked uh, down as much as it was locked in. Yep. Uh, and a lot of domestic violence, a lot of um, mental health problems, a lot of loss of um, prediction with income. Well, and, a lot of yeah, a lot of people yeah. lost a lot of people lost their work, and that's something I was going to ask you as well. As an entertainer, your main part of or the main part of your income is actually yeah. being out on stage. It's being out on tour. It's getting yeah. out and being in front of people. For, yeah. you, for a person like yourself, how was the last twelve months? It yeah, must it have been. Disaster. Yeah, it was a, It was. Um, it was. You know, but in the whole scheme of things, I didn't relegate it to being very important because you thought, oh, look, you've had everything they've wished for. You, you're the last person that should be complaining. But the fact of the matter is that it's like you're you're a horse put out to pasture after having lovingly been in service <laughs> to the arts for over 40 years. You and have got plenty still to offer, trust me. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like the John Farnham thing, you know. I, I haven't even threatened retirement yet, but there I was in a sort of early retirement. So <laughs> my response was to sort of write my way out of it, sing my way out of it, and also broadcast. We did live broadcasting from home. Yep. Um, we recruited everyone in the house because uh, a girlfriend of mine, an amazing guitarist, who lives in the back of our house in Melbourne, Kathleen Heller, and, and she's the most astonishing guitar player. So she and I just set up Kate and Friends. My husband's a, a film director, so he shot from within the house. Yep. You know, the do- my daughter was sort of looking after all of us and the cast and crew and also performing when when we were sort of short of one of our guests. And we just kind of, we, we made a broadcast that was, a, a I think, a very high-quality uh, broadcast with across all platforms, meaning we were doing multiple socials at the same time, which these are things that I would never have learned. I wouldn't have bothered. I wouldn't have learned. I would have just said, you know what? I'm too old for this. I don't, I don't want to, I don't need to learn this stuff. I'll just stick with what I know. But if there's one thing COVID taught us is that you should never rest on your laurels. You should always work out uh, better ways to to do what you want to do and and be more specific about it. For sure. So, yeah, I mean, Sweet Inspiration, by the way, was a title offered to me by my A&R guy. And I've got to say, Sony have just been amazing during all of this. And the A&R guy, he really, he's like an old 1970s kind of A&R guy. He, he really loves me. Mm. He feels that I am, um, you know, of a heritage kind of commitment he's got to me. And I think he thinks of me somewhat like a Dolly Parton or a um, Janice Ann or, sure. you know, someone to, for the Australian culture. He's kind of got me in that space. Well, you tra- you're going by those names, you transcend across generations. It's that simple. You appeal to young, you appeal to the people of my age, you, compare, you appeal to people older than me. And I'm 50, yeah. I'll be 57 next month. And you appeal. Yeah, well, you appeal there's no, there's no yeah. There's no. There's no boundary to the people you appeal to. Well, great music and great artists. If I think of Elvis or I think of Dolly or Frank Sinatra, for that matter, these are people that they they eclipsed the whole 
of their of their own uh, former personality, didn't they? Really, I mean, sure. We've all come from being young kids. We were the sort of the handsome um, pinups and and the the sexy vixens. I've done all that. Yep. And and then we became the um, power couples, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and then suddenly you've got family and. You started. Um, you started to become a bit more conservative. Well, it would seem that way, but actually, um, we've got a really excellent kid who's in the arts as well, and she keeps us very, very contemporary. Um, she's into a lot of modern music, and you know, even as I say that, I sound I sound really old. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, but she is she's doing some great writing. But anyway, I just wanted to say back on sweet inspiration. Yeah. Um, just because you 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 just kind of made it sound so lovely and I just wanted to I just wanted to put some emphasis on the fact that I thought that what we were being uh, confronted with was the war of nature. Yep. And so what I thought is I'd just flip that and make it so that nature was not a bad thing. It was always ever thus. It's always been like Banjo Patterson has written, you know. Yes. It's, it's, it's a world of, um, of, of rains and droughts and uh, you know, flooding rains and droughts and, and hot-fearing summers. And <clears throat> and now we're looking at the war, the unseen war of bacteria. Okay, so how do you deal with that? We just have to live. We have to survive. Well, exactly, exactly. Just one more thing on the title track, Sweet Inspiration, working with Rick Price. Fun? Well, I didn't actually get to work with Rick. Isn't oh. that the saddest part of it all? I was going to go over and possibly make the album in Nashville with him, but... Um, no, he gave me, he set me on my way. He gave me three chords. <laughs> wow. And, and uh, I had a title for the track. Yep. Um, and I, I said, look, Rick, I'm not going to make any promises because I think it's too difficult trying to do this writing session while I'm in this space because I was a bit depressed, I, mm. I must say. Mm-hmm. I didn't really feel like singing. I, I wasn't feeling social. I didn't want to put my mug on camera or make any photographs for the album cover. You know, I even got my friend to paint the cover. David Bromley painted the cover. Be- uh, and I, that's a beautiful you know, picture said, too. I, yeah, it's beautiful. I just said, look, I just want to, I just want to locate this feeling and try to, and try to sing it out. Sure. And that's sort of what I did. Okay. You've got one other original track on there called Hold On. I haven't had, yeah. a, chan- haven't had a chance to listen to that. So fill me in. I'm interested. Again, it was, um, me sitting downstairs, I was uh, very, very much aware of my, my daughter upstairs uh, for many hours of a day during lockdown. Um, I knew she, I could feel her. I could feel her sort of thinking out aloud, actually. Mm. You know, where am I going? What am I doing? When will I next be able to have a normal life? Yeah. Um, when can I socialise with my friends and how much am I missing out on right now in terms of like where I thought I was going? Like when will when will we get there? Yeah. So I wrote for her mostly and for all of the country that was feeling it that uh, your time will come and that you have to hold on and just um, just just wait and work and work with the conditions and then eventually your time will come. Well, it's the Australian way, isn't it? You, we just sort of roll the sleeves up and away we go. We go headlong into it and just yeah. you know, bugger the result. We just got to keep moving forward. Exactly. You know, battlers, that's, that's what we are. And, you know, I'm often reminded my grandfather used to sing me old wartime songs. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's a long way to Tipperary. It's a long way to... 
I'll be seeing you in all those old familiar faces. <laughs> you know, all the Vera Lynn songs. Sure. So I know what it is to be an entertainer in the midst of life's greatest uh, adversities. And it's your job. You have to keep the troops going. For sure, for sure. Now, I don't want to gloss over the rest of the album, but um, it is a selection of tr- of uh, some of your favourite tracks that you've reworked in your own magical way. Again, yeah. haven't haven't heard these yet. Desperately waiting okay. on it. Desperately waiting to get my fingers <laughs> on it all. Um, look, so looking forward to it. I mean, there was an album you did uh, back in two thousand seven, Nine Lime Avenue, which I yeah, absolutely I, I yeah. adore that album. Well, you're going to love, if you adored that album, you're going to completely love this one. Um, Good, because there, there was yeah. a version There was a version on um, Nine Lime Avenue that you did a Fleetwood mm-hmm. Max. Um, oh, Go Your Own Way. Go yeah. Your Own Way. That just absolutely tore me to shreds. Your, your rendition of it, it tore me to shreds. And I thought, if, oh, if this so is cute. anything, if this album is anything like that track, then I am just going to be a blubbering mess. For a few hours. God, I love you. Oh, I'll absolutely. Um, I'll look forward to talking to you after you've had a listen. Oh, hell I yeah! I tell you that one of the hero. There are there are many hero tracks on it because I selected a lot of material that really, really does it for me. I mean, you know, you can't go wrong with songs written by Paul McCartney. Paul Weller, actually, from my youth, I, I love Paul Weller. Yep. But uh, Leonard Cohen, Carol King, Peter Allen, and I actually stood on the stage together with my brother. Many, many years ago when they opened up Sanctuary Cove up north. Yes. And I was booked as a young 17-year-old jazz singer. <laughs> but because Frank had a curfew at midnight, it was a New Year's Eve event. Yep. And he said, I'm not going to sing, I'm not going to utter a single note after the stroke of midnight. And they were like, oh, my God, we've paid you so much money. And that, he said, nah, nah. So I was, I was booted off the, um, the concert, but I was able to sit there and I went to the sound check and met Peter. And uh, when I didn't realise at the time that I Honestly Love You was written by him. Really? Um, it's commonly known as an Olivia Newton-John song. But actually, no. And when you think about it, and when he talked us through his music, the sincerity in Peter Allen was uh, none. I haven't met... Um, actually, I think it might be a very Australian thing, actually. Mm. The way he sings, even I still call Australia home, Tennessee Sadler, you know, Tennefield, excuse me, Tennefield Sadler. <laughs> um, sorry. Um, and then I Honestly Love You. Most of his songs were deeply autobiographical. Yep. And they had, uh, they were really sincere. And I, I loved performing. So that's what he, I'm, I'm performing that song on the album and I do our own version of it. But I just wanted to tell you something that was really beautiful about the record. I'm all ears. <laughs> None of us had been together since the start of COVID. Um, all of my musician friends hadn't had gigs. We hadn't been able to be social um, yeah. at all, and none of us would been into recording studios. We had three days that we had to do it before they went into the third um, and very, very, very strict lockdown in Melbourne. And so we were all kind of sober and and all in different states of emotional distress, you know. Um, some of the players didn't actually uh, end up doing the album because they were concerned for their family. And, and you know, we had some sound engineers that pulled out because they were on the wrong side of town and mm. they didn't want to risk it. So um, we did it in three days, but we did it in real time. So every track you hear has been recorded. It's a complete and total performance. 
Fantastic. It edited. So we played it and we recorded it live together over three days. Yep. Uh and so the truth in the performances is just so, it's really rare. It's like really there. It's a, yeah, it's raw and it's just all, it, it's sort it's, of, a, yeah. it just comes together all at once. Yeah, it almost feels like those old Joe Cocker albums, you know, when he used to get all his mates together oh, yeah. and they'd all sit down and jam. Yep, 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 mm. yep. Oh, fantastic. The name of the album is Sweet Inspiration. It is now out. It's available on Spotify, Apple Music, Deezy. You can order it through katesobrano.com. Um, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, what can I say? You've got to get out and get yourself a copy. I don't care what you do. Get it, <laughs> love it, listen to it, and just be like me and turn into a blubbering mess. I crawled up in a fetal position in the corner just going, I love this woman. Oh. <laughs> well, I, it's my final little thank you. Thank you for all of that. That's beautiful. Look. Thank you for having me. Australian music has never been more important, so bless your heart for um, putting a flame to my fire.